Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. Well, uh, well, welcome on down to the uh, Comics Corner podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you, Jason. Always. Pleasure to have you along. Thanks, George. Uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm sleepy. Very nice. <laughs> Yay. Just uh, had our lunch and headed up to the warm upstairs, and now we're all just sleepy about to talk about comics. Should be good. Yeah. I've not eaten yet. I'm quite alert. Okay, good. All right. Well, you you need to keep us on point then, because you know we might start nodding off. I'm happy. I'm ready to pounce. There we go. You're throwing those ketchup packets at us. <laughs> Let's talk comics. Okay. Uh, the one. Just going to get it out of the way because it's uh, the most exciting one for me, at least. Uh, but we had the second issue of Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons, and this book is. Bat poop crazy. And it's coming out way faster than the Name of the Wind series. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> but at this rate, we will probably not see book three. Uh, we'll probably see issue three before that. It's probably likely. Um, but it, it is it is partially written by Patrick Rothfuss, so it's probably not going to come out on time. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's coming out way more regular than that uh, Dust to Dust Alien comic. That's true. That's true. We got one and two back to back in uh, in a month's period of time, which is awesome. But... uh we might have used up all the good karma already. <laughs> in in this issue, uh, they move on from the early advanced Dungeons and Dragons to uh, to Rick showing Morty third edition, and all the combat craziness that goes along with that. They get a they get a little grindy. I I like the the whole history thing that they have going uh, with it though. You you learn a lot about uh, the different systems and stuff. Yep, yep, and how stingy old men feel about you know old editions and stuff like that. Because Rick <laughs> is definitely a, a purveyor of of the original and all that. But anyways, it, it moves on. Third edition is great. They fight a bunch of kobolds and stuff. It's, it's a romping good time. Summer and, uh, uh, summer and, oh my God, I can't remember the mom's name. Mom and Rick and Morty. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> Brain fart. Brain fart. Anyways, yeah, so uh, Summer and, uh, Morty's mom get in on the action and they join the party and they have a romping good time. It's, uh, if, once again, a broken record, if you're a fan of either of the properties, Give it a shot. It's so much fun. Or even if you just want to learn about D&D. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we had Stranger Things number one from Dark Horse. Cool. Yeah. it's uh, They're doing a miniseries, just four issues uh, of what happened to Will Byers when we did not see him when he was in the Upside Down. Oh, okay. So it's going to follow him like running from the Demogorgon. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it just opens right up from the, the like tool shed scene. Yep, exactly. Kind of uh-huh. fills in the gap. And they had some really solid art. Uh, Jody Hauser's uh, scripting it. Stefano Martino is doing the artwork. It's been, it looks really, really good. And if you're a fan of Stranger Things and wanted to know a little bit more about it, we got it. It was really cool. <laughs> did you end up reading that? I did. You, I, want, you want to throw that one out there? Uh, sure. Yeah. We, uh, Maneaters number one came out from, uh, is it the entire creative team from Bitch Planet or it, was it just Chelsea? I think just Chelsea Kane. Um... 
Yeah, I think it's just Chelsea Kane. Okay, yeah, I can't remember who all worked on the other one, <laughs> but it was it was wonderful. A nice little comic about uh, it. It's definitely one that you can't. Uh, Jason and I were kind of talking about it uh, before we started that uh, you you can't be uh, squeamish about uh, certain topics. <laughs> I believe no prudes were the words used. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was I was having a wonderful time trying to be tasteful describing the comic last night on the regular podcast. That was delightful. I'm sure it was. <laughs> there were several a, background jokes built into that conversation that you can go back and pick out. It's yep. quite wonderful. Yep. It's good stuff. But it's a nice little comic about uh, a, a gross virus that comes from cat poop. Yep. <laughs> Turns certain people into uh, gigantic exotic cats. Oh, Ian was supposed to talk about that on the Underground Files today. Oh, that's we'll right. Need to dig into that, the the virus. We'll he, make a note of it. Yeah. Did he, yeah. Did, he, did he have some cool stories about that? Well, he, he knew. Just fully believes in that. Well, he knew the word, like yeah. the technical, like, oh, the really? sciencey <laughs> word behind what the virus was. Toxoplasmosis nice. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she, uh, she was probably hanging out talking conspiracy theories with somebody and that came up and like oh and, that's a comic and here book. spawned a comic <laughs> mm-hmm. it's great when that happens yep yep uh i mentioned it yesterday as well but wanted to wanted to highlight it here too um chip Zdarsky just wrapped up his run on peter parker the spectacular spider-man and he <laughs> i think the first time he wrote spider-man was in howard the duck uh, he did a Howard the Duck comic, and <laughs> in the first issue of that, you got the most emo, mopey, like whiny Spider-Man that you could possibly imagine. Like everybody that like loves to tease Spider-Man about certain things, he wrote into that character in That's that issue. Awesome. <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, it was it was meant to kind of take the piss out of it, but at the same time, he very obviously like loves the character. There's a really nice uh, farewell letter at the end of the issue, kind of exp- explaining how much he loved it, how much he loved working with all the creative teams that had come along the book with him. And he actually drew this one. He was basically the only creative person behind this issue. And that was why I picked it up. I didn't even realize it was his last one. Oh, wow. But, uh, but yeah, he hits, on, uh, he hits on all the best emotional feels that, that Spider-Man can bring to the table. It was the end of what was probably a really fantastic run. I feel like I need to go back and read it now. Very cool. Yeah. I wanted to read a bunch of uh, stuff, but, uh, you know, being the end of the month and having to get all orders and stuff in well in the internet breaking yesterday and the and internet breaking <laughs> you know, everybody freaking out i ended up just reading i, I read all the uh the, the the justice league dark and odyssey oh cool so you, the, you did read the odyssey one yeah nice i uh well with with sedgic drawing that I, I just had to pick it up yep you really <laughs> if if you've heard of him or if you've seen his artwork you kind of you can't miss it. Like it's, it's so crisp and clean. It's very digitally rendered, but at the same time, that's kind of becoming more of a standard these days. Yeah. He has a really nice style. It's very, uh, very Photoshop paint, but it's, it's really nice. I, I don't know if something about the way he draws faces, is is like the, the the thing that first drew me into his art. Yeah, well, that on Sunstone, which is a very a very emotionally charged comic book. Um, there's a lot of he he really does him and his wife Linda Sedgwick do really really good work together on on that comic book Sunstone. And I feel like he's taken the experience and all of the quality of work that he brought to that, and is now just being able to share it with DC. Yeah, it has a nice feel. Uh, the the characters don't look overly muscle and you know like like sometimes they they do but yep. w- which is weird because I do also like like Simon Beasley who is just 
just right. huge chunks of people. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he brings he brings that different kind of gritty aesthetic to it. It's not so much like a like everybody's an action figure kind of a look. It's like yeah. everybody's just yeah, it's everybody's hulking. a big burly biker. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's I mean it's in the two thousand eighty style comic that he usually does, it fits really, really well for that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read the dark. How was the was the Justice League dark keeping up? So uh, the upside down man is really really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he almost looks like a bit of a demogorgon kind of a thing. Yeah, it, you could see that they kind of maybe pulled a little bit out of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of. They they were drawing off of he's made up of super old magic. Okay, and so nothing that anybody throws at him is is gonna work <laughs> so it's just more ancient than any of their other sources of power in yeah the it, it, it it's one of one of the many things that woke up when you know every, when the justice league broke the source wall. there you go okay tying it back to metal <laughs> yeah where all of this stuff is coming from yeah no that's cool though i i was curious how they were going to start to uh incorporate some of those ancient you know things that have kind of started to bleed through the ether yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's really cool. You, you get Constantine and Swamp Thing and a, a lot of really heavy hitters in that book. But uh, nice. And then throw Wonder Woman as the leader. It's yeah, like, I've, I've been really enjoying it. That's awesome. Uh, and then I guess just to jump back to Odyssey real quick, uh, the premise on this one is the uh, the the Lady Green Lantern that's been uh, the Green Lantern of Earth along with uh, Baz for a while is patrolling the Ghost Sector, and she apparently volunteered for this job. Which is a very lonely job where she's in the middle of space alone on the on the border of this sector that is just chaos and madness. And if you go in there, it's basically a suicide mission. And the other heroes in the team book, uh, Starfire, Azrael, and Cyborg, uh, are all on the their own individual missions to go into the ghost sector, uh, despite all the danger and doom. And uh, um, Green Lantern gets tied up in all of that. And it all comes crashing down, and uh, and then Darkseid shows up, and it's an interesting story. Yeah, you you kind of get the feeling <laughs> that uh, that Green Lantern has been out there for a while. Yeah, yeah. She was getting a little punchy, a little stir crazy, <laughs> a little. She felt like she was bit, take, cra- taking crazy pills all the time. Bit, bit of the space madness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Renan's to be flashbacks. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Thank you. I was I was thinking of the ice cream bar the whole time. Oh yeah. <laughs> The history eraser button, George. Yep. You won't touch it, will you? Certainly not. Very good. The, All right. the jolly candy-like button. <laughs> <laughs> Does it taste like stardust? I don't know. Touch it and All find right. out. I might have to touch it. Jason <laughs> taste. Uh, anyway. Anyways, uh, we got number seven of the Doomsday Clock, which um, I decided in all of my wisdom that I hadn't read issues five and six and that it would be totally okay to just read this comic book because why not yeah uh a lot of stuff happens (laughs) a lot this is kind of a i think jeff johns had gotten on social media and said that this was kind of the one that everybody was waiting for like the where the story turns and you kind of move into the next act of what's going to go on and i get it after reading this comic (laughs) book I i understand why he said that and i'm definitely curious to see what's what's coming in the last five of them uh and i really need to go back and find issues five and six now because there's a lot of stuff that goes on in every single comic in this book it is a huge book and there are a lot of moving pieces yeah i'm like so far behind on that one hopefully we'll uh yeah i guess i if all goes according to plan it should wrap let's see next summer i think 
We'll be so, talking about this book for a while. Yeah. So you got time. You by, got time. By then, I'll be caught up. Maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all the craziness in the world going on in that book. Um, I've noticed you do tend to read in chunks, Travis. You'll yeah, get on I'm, something and then catch up on six months worth in one night. Definitely a binge reader. <laughs> oh, I can understand that. It can be frustrating to try and string it out month to month sometimes. There are certain books that make it easier than others, and uh, more often sure. than not, it's easy to... I mean, it's the the whole mentality of waiting for the trade rather than picking up the single issues is potentially dangerous for the industry because then if nobody's buying single issues, then the industry can't keep going. But there will always be enough of us that are invested in the single issues that, that at least, you know... We'll, we'll, we'll trudge on somehow. <laughs> There's the collector's aspect of the game yeah. with the single issues, too. That's a, that's a big part of the comics industry, indeed. I feel like. It is indeed. Well, you got to get all the variant covers with the chromium. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. won't be in the trade. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the other weird number ones and things that can happen, we got another Infinity Warps. This is combining Warps. Iron Man and Thor. Oh, that's... That's disgusting. <laughs> but he he at least looks like you would hang out with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of a little bit of talk about how the uh, Soldier Supreme looked like a little bit like he'd have a van that he would invite you know people into in <laughs> that, back alleys. I, I think it was the big the the big blonde handlebar mustache with yeah. the leather <laughs> face mask there that he had. It was it was weird, <laughs> but this that. guy he just looks like he's jumping out of a out of an old like seventies Japanese show or something. Yeah, yeah kind of, pretty much. Either uh, that, or he's from like the Droid Army in Star Wars or something. Oh, could be. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, so they're they're doing that weird thing where they're folding characters into each other, and this is uh, this is good old Tony Stark with the with the good old Loden son into one one kind of a dude. You were saying that they like blend their backstories mm-hmm. and and uh, secondary characters mm-hmm. into uh, new characters, and that's very cool. I, I, I'm, it's interesting to see how they blend that back into the overall storyline. Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea how that's going to all happen, but yeah. we've got. I think we're like halfway through the main event, and they're usually once they get a few issues in, they'll start doing all the crazy scattershot stuff that kind of goes all over the place, mm-hmm. and then eventually, like by the next couple of issues, by the time the next couple of issues come out, they'll start resolving these stories, and I'm sure they'll just dovetail right back in. Yeah, but, they's, they've still got a few more characters to come out. Like, mm-hmm. What was it like, Ghost? Panther and was it the Ghost Spider? I thought it was because Ghost Ghost Rider. Well, Ghost and Spider is is a new series. They're going to relaunch uh, the Sp- oh, Spider yeah. Gwen. That's right. That's right. Arachnite. Arachnite and, yeah. and Weapon Hex were Weapon the others. Hex, yep. And then there's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, they're just doing it based on like play on names. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. sure, why not? Yep. <laughs> Ghost Panther, no, you're right, there is Ghost Panther, there we go, Ghost Panther, Weapon Hex, and then Sleepwalker, who is his own guy, apparently. Hmm. Yeah. So, this is a lot of the single issues that were out this week. I uh, I took a dive into the previews coming up for, uh, what would that be, I guess, October for December? There was a lot of really, really, really cool stuff in this magazine. Um <laughs> We have a new Klaus special, Klaus, Klaus, uh, the Grant Morrison uh, written uh, secret origin stories of Santa Claus before he became Santa Claus. This one's called uh, Claus and the Crying Snowman. Should be an interesting, oh. I think it's just a special, they do, they like to do a special, like a one shot around Christmas time every year, and this is, happens to be this year's uh, special. I, hmm. I wonder why the uh, snowman's crying. It got, got warm. I wonder if it's tears turned to ice. Maybe, Jason. Uh-huh. 
I was, I was fishing for a snowballs reference or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, uh, that's okay. I'll tell you when you're older, George. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Let's see. We got. Uh, ooh, there is a slipcased version of Stephen King's Dark Tower set. Uh, there was a, a series of graphic novels that Marvel had been publishing. Um, but now a uh, like a, a secondary publisher is uh, taking that and they're reprinting it in a nice slipcase with the first five or six uh, books in the series that covered Wizard and Glass, which is effectively the origin story of Roland, the main character. Hmm. And uh, it had been out of print for a really long time, but now it's coming back in a nice fat slipcase set. So if you're a, if you're a, a Dark Tower fan and you haven't read those, they are gorgeous. Uh, Jay Lee is the artist on those, and he has a phenomenally realize like dark kind of a gothic feel to the world that really just fits Stephen King style. It's really, really good. Did it do better than the movie? I, I heard that there was a lot of people that were mad at that. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I haven't, I am not actually a dark tower fan. I just oh. have read some of the graphic novels. <laughs> um, I haven't read the books or seen the movie, so I don't have any reference. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, so I heard uh, there was, it was definitely a split crowd for the movie. Like some people absolutely thought it was the most garbage thing and you couldn't have possibly done the day, the dark tower in a single movie. And then some other people thought it was good. I guess. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. It's, one, one of those f- things that you have with any franchise, I guess. Mm. We need to find more topics that bring out falsetto George. <laughs> uh, all right. We can do that. <laughs> so I had some heartbreaking news come from the Dark Horse section. Uh-oh. Uh, we're not getting another issue of BPRD until December. Oh, wow. Aww. I got I to gotta wait two full months to, after that crazy, crazy cliffhanger that they left the last one on, like one of the biggest reveals they could have possibly given. And they're making me wait three months. I'm sorry, they uh, they they stopped the new Vision series too. Did oh, you they did. That? Yeah, the the one that was following up Tom King's. Uh, yeah, I, f- I forget who was writing it, but uh, it was a gal, right? Yeah, she I, she announced on Twitter a while back that uh, that they canceled it. Oh, and then I noticed when I was when I was ordering, I was like, oh, but there it is. Oh nope, it's canceled. Oh, <laughs> well, I Emily and I think when she, I don't know if it was on the cast or just us talking, but she was mentioning that she talked to that that writer, and uh, oh she, yeah, that's right. She huh? had the mentality of like, oh yeah, I thought it would be a good idea to follow up Tom King on the Vision because that's <laughs> an easy you know mark to make. You know, he didn't set the bar insanely high. I don't know. Maybe I, I hope that they would still do that because it would be interesting to see another writer pick that character up from where he left him off. Yeah. Because that, that was a really phenomenal run of, of the vision and it definitely brought that character back into the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Whereas, you know, other than in the movies, he's kind of just been, you know, that android that's kind of hanging out in the background. Yeah. I didn't think that they really did him justice in the movie. I honestly don't know enough about him to make that call, but. He he always seemed like uh, I I never really read a whole lot with him either. But I like the the earlier like uh, Avengers Ultimates cartoons and stuff that they had. Oh, he was, okay, he yeah. was always like just super badass. And then you know, it's, especially in in the latest one, he just kind of he just kind of got beat up. Yeah, he did a bit. <laughs> he kind of got chumped a little bit. But yeah, hey, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's too bad to hear that series got canceled. Yeah. It's always sad when when you go to go to bring them in and you got that big red canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few new image series coming out. Uh, one called Die, 
not die, die, die. This one is just <laughs> oh, good grief, another. single die. <laughs> but I think it's in reference to a... A die. A die, like an actual hmm. like a dice. Uh, and the elevator pitch from the writer who said if he was in a rush and couldn't really describe it very well, he would say that it would be like goth Jumanji. Hmm. <laughs> and hmm. and uh, so, but to get into that a little bit more, uh, there's oh, a bunch. No. There's this group of adults that had at, in their teenage years played Dungeons and Dragons or some role playing game, and had this really, really evil dark force that had affected their game somehow <laughs> and they got away from it and they stopped playing and all these years later uh this evil has come back to haunt them and kind of suck them back into the game for some reason that's reminding uh, me of that old movie the gate where they mm-hmm. where they find that old record of some s- swedish death metal band and they played it backwards and they open a gate to hell and nice oh God, i've never seen this <laughs> it has uh, a the uh, what's his face from the Blade movie? Steven Dorf. Okay, that's the name. Yeah, I think so. As a little kid. <laughs> oh, nice. Huh. All right. It's like really old. <laughs> that, that I didn't know he was cool. a child actor. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was another one called Prodigy from Image as well by Mark Millar and Raphael Albuquerque, uh, and it sounds a whole hell of a lot like a comic book where. Bruce Wayne doesn't have to hide how badass he is, and everybody just kind of knows that he is uh, like he's not only rich but insanely smart, uh, super physically capable, and all of that. The stuff that all of that Bruce Wayne is, but he hides it behind that kind of suave businessman, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And then this, uh, you know, this evil force from outside of our world starts to threaten the Earth, and he is the one that they call upon to help. Hmm. Yeah, could be cool. Uh, I know Mark Millar writes a lot of these miniseries these days, but he always gets. A, a phenomenal artist to work with him. I have not seen a single book that he's done from Image that hasn't had like perfect art to match it. And Raphael Albuquerque is a phenomenal artist as well, so that seems to be following the same trend. It, it always seemed weird to me, you know, thinking about you know Batman's constantly just getting beat to hell, mm-hmm. and then he's also got to go to like board meetings and stuff, <laughs> right? So I just imagine him sitting in a board meeting, looking like uh, like what's his face from Fight Club. You know, just big <laughs> mouthful of <laughs> <laughs> yes, just spitting out a tooth on the mm-hmm. boardroom table. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and nobody wants to say anything because they don't want to get fired. Right, all right. <laughs> it makes sense. Job security. There was an advanced solicitation for a couple of image trades for January, which is a little bit out, but you know they're coming. Uh, we'll see the volume one of Farmhand, and Yay. also we'll see the collected edition of the New World. And those will be reminded of because there's still more comics coming out that will fill out those collected editions. But I was excited to see that somebody who happens to be trade waiting now has a date to mark. So, yeah, that's definitely some good image stuff coming out. What else is there? Oh, so uh, crossing over both of my main uh, mainstays in the store, board games and comic books, they ran a Kickstarter for uh, a board game called Hate. It ran last year. Uh, maybe earlier on this year, but it's done now. And now I'm going to hate myself for not picking it up because they have <laughs> a graphic novel collection of the Chronicles of Hate drawn by Adrian Smith, who is the artist of Blood Rage, uh, Rising Sun. These are board games. Um, and also the graphic novel, uh, which inspired the board game Hate called the Chronicles of Hate. And they will be doing like an omnibus version of this. Um, which is going to be awesome. It's super violent, super uh, not for kids. Um, but if you're looking for... <laughs> oh, some, come on. How could Blood Rage not be good for them? Right. How right. could a comic named Hate not be for children? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe it was a learning comic book. Oh, yeah. Learning, learning about how to not hate each other. 
Uh, keeping me, you know, holding me by when I don't have any BPRD to read, there will be a Hellboy Winter special out, also in December, so I do have to wait a couple months for those, but there will be uh, a special out for anybody that wants to just get down on some Hellboy without having to worry about reading hundreds of comic books leading up to the end. Well, see, to fill that void, you need to just come to the 24-hour comic day and and make your own Hellboy comic. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) That would be a good idea. That would. 24-hour comic day coming coming up in October. Yeah, I forget the date now. <laughs> <laughs> All of that information is on our social media. Check hey, out our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Jerks, you're going to make me look this up, right? <laughs> <laughs> we do have some uh, some of the, uh, the the blank books coming in next week, though. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, that's a, a fun thing about uh, this year's 24-hour comic day is DC decided to put out 24-page blank comic books on nice cardstock, like heavy paper, like the stuff that artists use when they're doing their original artwork for the comic books and stuff. Um, And they're only going to be like three bucks. Oh, yeah. They they have, uh, how many did we, there was, there was a Batman, a a Justice League, a Wonder Woman. I think it was, I think it was the three. I think it was Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So it has the, the logo on the, on the front, like you would normally see it. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it is just blank. Yep. It's a blank cover other than the title. um, And obviously the barcode is on there too. And then, yeah, the entire contents and the rest of the cover are just there for you to do your thing. And I guess there's a little bit of a little bit of disappointment in the fact they didn't do just a straight up blank blank one, but you know it's de- they got a they got a brand their own stuff. Yeah, well, uh, you could make your own Batman comic. Yeah, if definitely. you wanted, sure, or your own Hellboy, George. True. Yeah, you can you can recolor that cover if ever you want. You know, cross it out and be like, this is no <laughs> Batman comic. This is a this is a Salamander comic. I don't well, know. he did do some stuff with Batman. It's true. In the past. It's yeah. true. There so uh, October sixth is when that's going down. There we go. Are we Coming doing right an event at the store here? Yes, for we oh, are. Yeah, that's a sidewalk sale, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's actually, yeah, that's going to be next weekend. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, we have a sidewalk sale, which is a huge sale. We do um, uh, once a year, sometimes, at least, sometimes, yeah. yeah. And uh, we also have Terry Brooks coming and doing a signing yes. on that day. A classic uh, sci-fi fantasy author. Um, so that was that's really cool. Um, and then we are also hosting 24-hour comic day that day. And if you would like to, um, you can come down to the store and we will be holding uh, up to 24 hours. If people are if people stick it out through the night, we'll stay open. Uh, if everybody decides to get tired and go home at like midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning, then we'll do that too. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a super fun event. Um, you get to just hang out and create and talk to people who are like-minded and uh, have a good time. Katie may or may not be... Uh Making a, an adventure, Adventures Underground comic. Ooh, that could be fun. That'd be awesome. Traditionally, we have we usually have some snacks and coffee and stuff for people that stay to you know keep the energy up. Punch and pie. Yep. Cool. Yep. <laughs> Punch and pie. <laughs> one one comic we forgot to mention though Uh-oh. is Heroes in Crisis. Yes. Yes, as I left the podcast yesterday, I forgot that I'd had a dinner appointment uh, thing that I was supposed to do, and so I raced right out the front door without picking up my copy of that. And I am disappointed in myself. <laughs> well, it, it's really hard to talk about it without uh, without giving anything away, though. Mm. Just like we were talking earlier, it's really hard to approach the the topic of of uh, PTSD and not just make it a just a PSA. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Seriously, you, you don't want to. You don't want to just go too 
after school special on it. But yeah, and get too preachy and all that. Yeah, but uh, so far it's it's really good. the The art is just excellent. And I won't say anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> anything else really gives it away. Other than some really bad stuff happens at the sanctuary, and I don't know—is that like a like something that's in any of the other books? If or? it is, I didn't read the stuff that was leading up to it and kind of building it up. So, sanctuary is—it's uh, like Kryptonian technology. They built all these robots that uh, that help superheroes with their, you know, their trauma from battling each other and getting beat up by monsters and <laughs> and all of that. Is it more medical or is it emotional or It's it's like uh it's like, you know, going to therapy but oh, okay. your but your therapist is a Kryptonian robot. Okay. Make, cool. Makes sense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it's being handled so from the person that hasn't read it yet from the outside looking in the artwork is phenomenal i think clayman is the name of the artist on the book who is just a straight up just rock solid artist like they're consi- he's consistent i've never seen a book that doesn't look as as good as the rest of the books that he does and it i flipped through some of the pages in this book actually it it does a one up of his normal style it's like it's just a little bit crisper it's a little bit more dynamic there's i don't know it it looks yeah, it's it looks really great. good and Tom King is like the perfect person to do a comic book that examines the human condition. I keep saying it, but Tom <laughs> King is one of the best writers out there these days. And is it is it seven or nine issues? Uh, nine, which I did not realize. It's going to be nine issues long, yeah. So that's going to be a bit of a bit of a ride. But I know that Clay Mann is also more of a consistent artist in his schedule as well. So I think so we'll, we'll actually get it out. We're not going to be looking at another <laughs> Doomsday Clock where we only get it like you know nine months and eighteen you know you know year and a half or some crazy stuff like that. Nice. Travis, what's coming out next week, bro? So next week, there's a ton of really cool stuff. Uh, one that I've been waiting for, Batman Max. Oh, we'll br- nice. Bring, bringing back the Max. Uh, Blackbird number one comes out. Uh, Dead Rabbit comes out. A uh, crazy comic about uh, this mob hitman named Dead, Dead Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> Death Orb number one comes out. Uh, that that one has kind of a weird Mad Max feel where he's running around uh, looking for his family in a wasteland. Uh, errand Boys. It's rather than Thunderdome, it's Death Orb. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> Who on Bottom Town? <laughs> uh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Boys comes out. Euthanaut, uh, Euthanauts number three comes out. Uh, House of Muck number two. Uh, Juke Joint comes out. Uh, nice. That one looks really cool. That's an image one, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice. A lot of these, I, th- I think, are image. But, uh, but yeah, Juke Joint comes out. Uh, and Rainbow Bright, number one, drops next week. <sighs> Just what I've been waiting for. Yeah. I'll, 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 get, I'll get both covers in your, in okay. your pull box. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> Small correction. <laughs> last week, I think it was last week, I uh, was mentioning the, the terrible superpower of Alan Scott. Uh, the yellow... And Woods. Yes. yes. Uh, in that comic book, it's actually Hal Jordan. I, uh, I was wrong. It was Alan. That traditionally is Alan Scott's weakness, but. Uh, poor, poor George got scolded in the. I did. I was mentioned that I had made a wrong uh, name drop. So, sorry, David. <laughs> Somebody came in to correct you out of that line. Yep. Keep me right. honest. Well, uh, y'all ready for a question this week? Yes. Absolutely. I'd like to know what character from the comic books you've read, would you most like to date? Ooh. <laughs> huh. Can I, I say, can I say Hellboy? 
Yeah, absolutely. It can be a man crush. That dude, he he's a he's a he's a lover, not a fighter. He'd really rather avoid a fight if he could. And uh and no, actually, like- let me think about that for a second. <laughs> you, you do use if you can think one. Hmm. I I don't know. The comic book characters tend to be super super messed up most of the time. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know about date, but I'd, I'd super love to hang out with uh, Honey Badger. There mm. you go. She would be a, a hoot to go to the mall with or something. <laughs> I'm going to allow it. There we go. George is scanning the room for comic book characters on the walls. <laughs> Let's see. Who would I hang out with? There you go. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I'd go on a date with Jessica Jones and get stupid drunk. There you go. Oh, yeah. Good call. All right. <laughs> well thank you guys it's been fun <laughs> thank you Jason yeah time. and with that I think we'll wrap up the corner for the week bye bye you've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, find us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU Radio Podcast, or send us some electronic mail at podcast at advunderground.com. And remember, you can support this show and all the shows coming on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as $1 a month. Thanks for listening to AU Radio. AU Radio.